Hi everyone, welcome to Metaspace. I'm your host, Rachel Holmes. Today's guest is Laura Pin Gallerstein, and she is a sound healer and yoga teacher from Sedona. And she'll be speaking with us today about sound and its healing powers. Laura, I'm so happy to have you on. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Um, let's start with just talking about what sound healing is, because it's there's lots of terms used, sound baths, sound healing, um, like sound bowl meditations. Um, what is it all? Is there a difference? Um, let's start there. Yeah. Good question. Well, everything in the universe vibrates, and that goes along with us. We vibrate, we have cells and glands and organs, and they all vibrate. And when one is out of tune, it's kind of like, think of like a symphony. You know, you have a violin, you have a um, piano player, you have all these different instruments, and if one of them goes off key, then it sets the whole symphony like in a crazy out of balance way and we're we're the same if something inside of us is out of balance then then it affects the whole being it affects the whole body mind and spirit and so sound healing is a way of bringing balance back into the body and there's many ways to achieve it and you were talking about a sound bath and so People have crystal bowls, they have didgeridoos, they have drums, and they all offer a different purpose. And I, I personally love the crystal bowls because they're all digitally tested to help bring balance into every part of the body, into all of our chakras. And they're all tested to actually match the different energy centers in our body. So how would someone know if perhaps they're out of balance and maybe that sound healing would help them come back into balance? That's a really good question. Well, number one, if they're not feeling good or if they have some aches and pains in their body um, emotionally, they, if they're feeling anxious or, or very worried, um, one of the things that sound healing does is it brings you into a deep state of relaxation. And I was very fortunate to have studied with Dr. Mitchell Gaynor, who was an oncologist in New York City, and he worked with all his clients with these crystal bowls and guided meditation and visualization and he said, this is the most powerful blend combination to work with any client. And he found that it should be in every healer's tool bag because we're emotional beings. And if we're feeling, I mean, our natural state is joy. That's our natural state. And in our world right now, there's so much chaos and people are having so much anxiety that 
if you're living that every day, day in, day out, the body can't handle all that stress. It just can't. And the stress is going to show up in some way in the body. So the key is to try and find some kind of peace and balance on a daily basis. And I call it coming home to yourself, coming home to yourself daily, to have some kind of routine, some kind of, I call it a sadhana, discipline, daily discipline, where you come home to yourself. And for a lot of people, they don't even know what that is, yeah. what that means to come home to themselves. So I want to come back to that, because I'd like to talk for you to talk about your own journey. But you mentioned that specifically with crystal bowls and that they're tested to make sure there's uh, the same frequency as certain parts of our body or energy centers. Now, would someone need to know like what frequency that maybe they're off in or, um, yeah, as, if, if that makes sense, I'm not sure. That's a really good question. So, so I love this. This is, <laughs> this excites me almost more than anything. So when you are a client and you come to a practitioner like myself or even you, um, the key is, as a practitioner, is to find out where in their body they're having issues. Because as yoga teachers, we say the issues are in the tissues and they're in the tissues of the body. So let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're having a hard time digesting, okay? And you're not, you're not digesting your food well. Well, that relates to your third chakra. And to me, it's not just food. You're having a hard time digesting maybe many areas or some areas of your life. So you always, so a good thing to do is to talk to a person and find out where their main issues are and where their problems are and where they're having a problem in their life that's significant. And then as a practitioner, we can look at, oh, this area of the body is being affected. And, and so then you can work with that area of the body with a particular bowl or a group of bowls that support that one bowl, if that makes sense. It does, yes. Um, and so can you kind of explain how exactly the vibrations, the sound vibrations from the bowls Oh, good question. Rebalance our bodies? Great question. So our bodies are made of 70 to 80% water. And water is a conduit. It carries any vibration and sound around you. It can carry it literally into your bones and cells and organs and glands. And so the cool thing about working with crystal bowls is that crystals amplify, number one, your intention. It amplifies um, a particular vibration of the bowl that's working, let's say, with each chakra. So it'll amplify the sound almost like a microphone. And those sounds reverberate from the bowls vibrating. 
and your body is a, like a tuning fork. It, it hears the vibration and it absorbs the vibration. So it's really important as a practitioner that there are ways to play the bowls when you're starting out with a person. You never, you, you know, you want to clear the space and clear the energy of the person, but you never want to start out too loud because it's very harsh to the person. Now, some everybody's got their own way of doing things. But anyway, so the but getting back to the crystals, it'll amplify and it holds, it holds thought forms, it holds energy, and with that, as a practitioner, you hold the highest um, thoughts of intention of healing, and then the bowls vibrate, literally vibrate your thoughts to that person. So you're sending like waves of energy, waves of thoughts to that person. And even though consciously that person may not n know it or feel it, that's what's happening. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Thank you. Um, so it's a really gentle experience. It's gentle. It could start out, <laughs> well, Yes, in nine, in most cases it's gentle, but if it's each person is going to respond and react differently. And so I had an experience with Tibetan bowls where my stomach started, I was in a session and my stomach started hurting so badly, it brought things mm. up to the surface too much, too fast for my body. And eventually that night, I had a, a little fun time in the bathroom. <laughs> a purge. <laughs> Allowing it to come out of my mouth. <laughs> but I felt better afterwards. So it's not always like super gentle. It's going to be different for everyone and in every situation be a little different. Yeah, that that's what's kind of interesting about it, though, is that it's it's different every single time for every single person. Um, Let's talk about um, the crystal bowls. I'm just really curious why you're drawn to that specific instrument because there's lots of different instruments that can be used for sound healing. Um, I, I'm like you, I love crystal bowls. <laughs> it's like my preferred instrument, but just curious why you're drawn to them. Well, uh, <laughs> we, I love crystal. I love crystal. I love crystals. I love working with them. Um, I love the sound. I know you're a dancer and I've spent a lot of time in my life dancing. And so I love beauty. I love, I mean, the bowls, the bowls that I work with are beautiful and they have the rich sounds and, and they're, as Dr. Gaynor would say, they're the primordial sounds of the universe. And so it takes you home. It takes you back to yourself when you hear these rich sounds. And um, I've been in other sound baths where they don't use just bowls and it's loud drums. And, and that's all fine and good. But I think the more sensitive you are as a human being, I think the bowls can be a beautiful segue 
home to yourself. I mean, it's just beauty. It's art and it's art and motion and sound. Yeah, I like to think of them as uh, like celestial, very celestial, like that primordial sound, like you said. But it, it, I, I, I always experience this like cosmic celestial energy, yes. and not yes. so much of like. The energy you would hear from drums or a didgeridoo where it's more grounding and earthy so it's it's yeah definitely very different it is it is very cosmic and it is very celestial and it makes you feel it makes it takes you into more of your multi-dimensional self your more expanded self and i love that you said cosmic and celestial those are beautiful words for it because it makes you feel like you're connected to something so much bigger than just your little person self. Yeah, let's let's go into that the multidimensional self and the journey back home, as as you were calling it. Um, what was your own journey like discovering sound healing and now being a sound healer yourself? Um, that's a wonderful question. Thanks, Rachel. Um, my journey is that um, I grew up and in a normal family. My mom died when I was 11, and I really suffered. It was very traumatic for me. And I went into a deep depression, and I didn't, I didn't have the tools. I didn't know how to pull myself out of that depression. I just thought something was wrong with me. And so I decided to start dancing because my mother was a dancer and I thought it was something familiar in our family, dance and music and art. And so I started dancing and I would go into dance classes and I was, when I came out of them, my problems were a lot less. And I felt so um, like the music and the movement and the focus and concentration, I, I just loved it. And so I, I danced for years and I got into yoga, but that depression was still lingering. And then long story short, after years of dancing yoga, um, I went to an ashram in Rancho La Puerta, which is a spa that I've been associated with for 30 years. And I still teach there now and I, I teach sound heal, I lead sound healing. Um, but I was there for an ashram experience and there was this woman playing a harmonium and her name was Ragini. And she said, this is the back door to enlightenment. And I'll never forget that. That was, that was the day that I thought, oh my gosh, like I literally went into kind of like a bliss state. And like, I always loved yoga, but I never experienced that state before. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need more of this. So long story short i took a yoga training and at the end of it um one of the teachers asked me to sub for her and she had some crystal bowls and i didn't know what they were or how to play them she said just do this 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 you'll be fine and i was like okay <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just going to trust that this is all going to work out so i did it and at the end of the class i did that five minutes in shavasana and i was like oh my gosh this is amazing and that started the crystal bowl journey for me and i just got my own bowls and started playing with groups and then i started playing by myself and 
I just found that it brought me a lot of peace. It brought me a lot of peace and it brought me so much um, training from different teachers, really teachers from all over the planet. And, and I realized that all the wisdom in the world, we all hold it inside of ourselves. We all have that wisdom and we all have, we all have suffered. Everybody, if you talk to anybody, everybody's got a journey of suffering. If you're in this 3D body, you have had some kind of, unless this is a relaxation life for you. <laughs> I, I, and I can guarantee you, most people are not relaxing this lifetime. And this yeah. is a lifetime of transformation. So I think it's it, it just brought me a lot of peace. And I figured, you know, if it brings me peace, it can bring other people peace. And you, you mentioned that it was a completely different experience than a yoga class. And I, I would say that it's the same for me. How would you describe that experience as being different? Um, well, the yoga is definitely the movement, which is great. But I always found that my mind would sometimes wander unless I was using a mantra throughout the class. But then when I heard those sounds, it kind of grabbed a hold of my mind and I was able to go beyond the thinking, rational, linear mind. So, I, and I don't always have that ability in yoga, although now as a teacher, um, I have that ability better, um, but I find that the sound, and that's what got me as a dancer. And I, I bet mm. if I asked you, it would probably be the same, right? It's yes, the, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the rhythm and the sound, and it takes you into another world. Yes, absolutely. I always, I always um, believe. Well, for me, this is my experience that you know the movement comes from the sound because it incites or ignites something inside of you where you have to move, <laughs> you know? Um, and so when there's not sound or they're like, the sound is a uh, juxtaposition to the movement, it's always off, like talking about something not being harmonious, but when it's connected and there's this flow and integration, then it's just, oh. it's like otherworldly. It's magic. It's yeah. magic. And I think, honestly, I really think we're meant to do something magical daily to bring us to bring us into that space of like just unbridled joy, you know, where you mm. just feel joy. And if I forget to do something on a daily basis, I feel that I feel that I feel like, oh, I'm missing something today. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's a very human thing, right? <laughs> it's a very human thing. And I bet artists feel artists feel the same way. If they're not painting or doing something, you know what I mean? That connects mm -hmm. you to your soul on a daily basis. Something's missing. So when you found sound or you discovered the impact sound had on you, did you feel like you were connecting more with your true self yes very much so very much so i i 
you know, as, as I said, growing up, I had a really hard childhood, and I didn't have that experience of that connection. I didn't have that. So I was always looking for it. And when I first, and I found it in dance class. I definitely found it in dance class, that connection. And that, and more it was like getting the mind out of the way and that focus and the music, and then you move to it. You know, and, and it's the same thing with the bowls. It's no different. Or my harmonium that I play. Yeah, it's, it's just a feeling of coming home. It's a feeling of um, peace. Um, I, don't even, I don't even have all the words. I know, it's hard to put <laughs> words to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like taking a breath, you know, just mm. uh, a deep breath. I don't know, it's, yeah. So sound healing or the use of uh, vibrations and frequencies to bring balance into the body has been around for a really long time, <laughs> but it's kind of been rediscovered. And um, would you say that Dr. Gaynor is the one that's brought that discovery into light again and has you know, given us the scientific proof that it works? I Yes, but I, I think there are, there are others beside him. Uh, uh, Jonathan Goldman, I, he might even be the forerunner of this whole movement. He was a musician, and, and then he got into tuning forks and all kinds of healing products, and he's written lots of books, and, and his humming and toning like made a significant effect on me and, other pe and a lot of people. I would say he was, he may be the forerunner of this whole entire movement, like the grandfather of the movement. There may be others, and I know, I know music therapy has been around for thousands of years, like um, Pythagoras used sound. Um, the Aborigines in, in Australia would use the didgeridoos as a way of uh, finding their way home, map finding. Um, the Hathors used, they used sound to connect to the stars and to their homeland, other planets, and to the cosmos. So there are many, many um, ancient cultures who use sound and music and vibration forever. But I would say Jonathan and Dr. Gaynor, and there's um, Dr. Hans Jenny, a Swedish scientist who worked with, who came up with um, cymatics, which was putting, I know you've heard of him, putting sand under the microscope and then adding sound to it. And then they come into these beautiful, you know, floral arrangements. Um, Dr. Emoto talked a lot about praying over water and how he had this beautiful example of um, praying over dirty water in Japan. And the water, he, they took a microscope of it and um, they looked at it and it was just not a pretty picture of the water. And then a priest prayed over it for an hour. And then they took the water sample back to the microscope and it turned out to be like this beautiful snowflake. So 
all of these leaders in the field, they've all made a huge contribution. Dr. Gaynor is my hero because of what he did in oncology and how he incorporated so many modalities to work with people. And he, he worked with people with their voice and how their stories were locked up inside of them and they needed to get that story out and then have a voice to that story so that they could really bring healing and, and also a listening that they've been listened to and they've been heard. And that's a huge part of healing. The, the Native American elders believe that in order to um, heal from your trauma and your suffering, there needs to be witnesses. Somebody, mm. several, two to three people to witness your story. And you need to recount the suffering and then find a way to forgive and let it go. And sound has a beautiful way of helping you to move the energy out of your body that may be stuck in places. Yeah, the toning and um, I think is a great example of that. And I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but it's very powerful in and of itself to have your own vibration <laughs> uh, healing you and bringing those things to the surface so that they can be released. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, to me, this is like a easy question, but some people might be asking like, who's sound healing appropriate for? You know, <laughs> I, I, I would say everybody, but my, but, but I'm biased and I think the reason why I think it's good for everybody is because it gets you out of your linear mind. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a real mental, like very much a big thinker and you're always thinking, 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 and you're all day long working at a computer and, and I, like I see it with my son and my husband and they lie down and they just go into a deep place of relaxation and their mind doesn't have to think anymore. It's like giving the mind a vacation. So yeah. I think it's good for everybody. I think our world I is agree. filled with, yeah, I know. <laughs> and our world is so full of chaos right now that people don't have the, the tools to find that way to have stability and, and peace inside. Yeah. So Laura, what's next for you in regards to sound healing? I know you're, you're in Sedona. You have a beautiful space. Uh, what are you doing in the space? So um, I love that question. I'm working, <laughs> I'm leading sound baths on my deck right now on Zoom so people can contact me and become a part of the Zoom bath. And I found a way to make the sounds sound pretty good on the Zoom. And um, I'm also leading some, I've got some courses coming up sometime this summer for training people how to become their own practitioner and learn to work with bowls. And um, I go to Rancho La Puerta two to three times a year where I lead the sound healing for 
for the clients, and there could be 50 to 70 people in the classes. But the biggest thing is I just came out with a book. Which is so exciting. (laughs) Which is so exciting because it recounts my whole story, but it also recounts the story of all my teachers and how they have been a great blessing in my life and how what I've learned, kind of like the hero's journey, you go out on a scary adventure and you have allies along the way and they support you and help you and you have a big problem to solve. And my problem was depression and grief. And so you have a big problem to solve and then you solve the problem and you you meet up with that that internal enemy inside yourself and then you make peace and you find healing and peace. And so this is my journey, but it also has meditations at the end of the book, a guided meditations that will be linked to my website pretty soon, and that people could just go on my website and listen to these 11 guided meditations. And um, they'll also be for sale too, but um, I'm not ready for that quite yet, but the book will be ready by June, (laughs) May or June. And what's the name of so the What's book the name called, of the book, Laura? It's called Whispers and Sound, A Profound Healing Journey Through Sacred Vibrations and Meditation. Beautiful, beautiful. It's it's so interesting to me that your um your struggle was depression and grief because you're such a happy person to <laughs> me. And and that just shows, you know, the work you've gone through to just exude that joy and happiness because I don't think anyone would say that that doesn't just come out of you. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. That's, really, that's really sweet. It was kind of a, um, you've heard the expression suffering in silence. It was mm-hmm. suffering in silence and I had to figure it out, but I do believe it was part of my dharma and it was part of, I decided to do that up there I said, I'll do that and I'll, I'm going to grow a lot in this lifetime and I'll take it on. And so, you know, none of us are victims and that's a big, that's a big lesson for this lifetime at the age of Aquarius. We're not really victims. We make these choices before we even come to the planet and we make choices for our connections and our, the people we love in our life. And you know, we make these choices for people to be our teachers and for us to be their teachers. And so it gets you out of that victim mentality that, you know, oh, poor me. And it, it, it empow- it's empowering. And it works for me. My mom was asking me about it the other day, my stepmom. And I said, you know, I came up with this because she read my book and she was like, wow, I didn't know you went through all that. And I mm-hmm. said, well, <laughs> I did. And, um, but I learned, I learned from it. I grew up and I learned that, you know, we're all here for a purpose. We're all here for a dharma, for a life purpose. And we're not just here, especially in this age of Aquarius that we just stepped into, to dwindle our time away, dwindle our time away. We're, we, have to, we have to do something every day that matches your soul purpose. And so 
That's what I've worked very hard to do. Thanks, Rachel. You're welcome. A question about the courses and the trainings you're leading, um, specifically for those who want to become practitioners, who would you recommend that training to? Um, you mean what type of person? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Um, mm -hmm. Anybody who feels really drawn to the sounds, the bowls, um, if you have, like I have a, 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 a new client coming on board and she's a, a classical musician. Well, I certainly wow. can't teach her musicianship, but I can teach her about how to work with the chakras and how to work with clients on healing and healing themselves. And it's a lot of deep work, which I have done. And so, and then I've got a nurse practitioner that I'm working with now, and she works in a breast cancer center. And that excites me to no end because she's a leading nurse practitioner there. And it's in Sedona, mm. and you know this person. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, you, you know her. I, I, don't, I don't want to mention her name because she might not want me to mention her name yet, but sure. she loves you. She loves you. And she dance classes. And she works with a very well-renowned breast cancer surgeon. Um, she really wants to bring it in. So my vision is to see this mm -hmm. in hospitals, in I, I've taught in schools a couple. I've done, led a couple sessions in schools. I'd like to see it. Um, I've done it in hospice. So, I mean, like, I'd like to see it everywhere. And from my understanding, a lot of, um, a lot of hospitals and medical centers are starting to open up to more of these kinds of modalities, you know, more Reiki and like that are more on the quote unquote alternative. They call them complementary now. But mm. I think this work could be for anyone, anyone who feels drawn to it and um, gets excited by it. You have to have that passion. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great compliment to someone who's already a healer as like another tool in their toolbox. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. compliment. Yeah, because just even talking about Dr. Gaynor, the visualization, the sound and the meditation, um, you know, if you're someone who is a, considers themselves a healer or someone who helps other people go through a healing process, I feel like the more tools you have, the better. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so much of, of working with people is intuitive. Yeah. You know, so much of it, you have the skill set, you have the technology, you've done your homework, and then you get with a person and it's so intuitive. You know, you drop in and, and you just, you hold the space for that person to be whole. And that person, that, that the person's not broken, that person just needs to remember who they are and, and coming back home to themselves. And that's what a lot of people are missing right now. And so, like, as I'm working with, um, I apologize for my dog barking, um, but as, <laughs> as I'm working with this nurse practitioner, I gave her homework and I said, you work with your own chakras and you find out where you're out of balance. And I give specific um, to-dos to find out where you are out of balance so that as a practitioner, 
you know, with the expression, heal or heal thyself, as a practitioner, you know your own weaknesses and your own strengths. Yeah. So um, I apologize. There's somebody at my door. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, anything else you want to share with us? Um, yeah. Well, if people are interested in um, getting on my newsletter or signing up for a free um, self-love meditation, they can just sign up on my website. And if they're interested in my book, they can sign up on my website. And that is www.laura Penn, P-E-N-N, Gallerstein, G-A-L-L-E-R-S-T-E-I-N dot com. Perfect. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. And I always love talking to you about sound because you're so passionate and knowledgeable about it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>